Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And make sure you send a screenshot of that review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and we'll make sure to get a free koozie out to you out in the mail. Today we're going to go into part two of our spring game preview. We've got lots of spring games on the on the board this weekend. I picked out about 15 uh, Power 5 spring games that I'm looking forward to. And we're going to talk about some of the players uh, and, and new coaches and things of that nature that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, but but mostly we're going to look at guys that that maybe change teams in a transfer portal or are new in, uh, incoming players or freshmen that are going to make differences for their team. So let's just jump right into it. Iowa State is going to get us started off at 11 a.m. This game is not televised as far as I could tell, uh, which is a shame because there are a couple of names on this Iowa State roster that I'm going to really be looking forward to watching. Uh, and the first of those is J.J. Cole. He's a 6'7 quarterback out of Ankeny, Iowa. He's listed at 230 pounds and can move fairly well for his size there. Um, he was listed as the number 11 overall quarterback in the 2023 class, according to 247 Sports. And this is a guy that could push Hunter Deckers if he struggles again uh, this season, which he did down the stretch last year. Having a four-star guy behind you like J.J. Cole is obviously a good reason to start improving, and he's going to need to. Uh, Iowa State's offense was was awful last season. They couldn't throw the ball. They could run the ball. Uh, it was the main reason why Iowa State finished dead last in the conference, at uh, one and eight in conference play, which you know it just isn't going to get it done. And so, uh, when you when you look at what Iowa State has coming back, they struggled to run the ball offensively. Jarrell Brock just didn't. They just didn't get it done. And so Iowa State goes out and picks up Arlen Harris Jr. He's a Stanford transfer uh, who comes in and looks like a guy that might be able to be a difference maker for the Cyclones uh, running the football. And so we're going to get our first look at him. Uh, It'll have to be via YouTube, uh, but we will get a look at him uh, in the spring game, and, and it should be interesting to see how he works with with Iowa State's offensive line, uh, if they can get improvement, they certainly will need to if Iowa State hopes to get out of the cellar of the Big 12 this season. Next game we're going to look at, this one is at 12 o'clock p.m. Uh, this is at noon uh, on ESPN+. Plus. The Baylor Bears are, are coming into a season. They were, they were disappointed last year. Baylor was picked to be the Big 12 champion in the preseason before the 2022 season got started, and they just didn't get it done. Six and seven wasn't good enough. They lost their final four games. It just wasn't something that uh, that they they were real happy with uh, turning in, and so there's going to need to be some improvements down in Waco this year, and uh, Blake Shapin is the guy where it all starts. He's got to take the next step. Uh, there were flashes last year where where he looked great, but he there was a lot of inconsistency as well. And I think that uh, I think Baylor's going to have to get things figured out with him. Uh, if they don't, Sawyer Robinson is in town now. Uh, that is the transfer for Mississippi State, and Robertson is plenty good enough, plenty talented enough uh, 
uh, to be a, the next guy at Baylor. He, he was a four-star recruit in high school uh, and is a guy that, that Baylor could really use going forward if Blake Shapin doesn't get things figured out. Another name to watch here is Dominic Richardson. He's a four-star transfer out of Oklahoma State. He's listed at six foot, 205 pounds. Very talented running back. Wasn't happy with uh, his situation in Stillwater, so he moves to uh, Waco, a rival of the Cowboys, and, and now he'll be the running back for the Bears. And it should be interesting to see uh, what things look like there. Uh, another name to to watch or, or names to watch, the Barrington brothers from BYU decided to transfer in and uh, should play a pretty key role for the Bears. Um, those guys are going to play tackle and guard for for the for the Bears, and it'll be interesting to see how they work into uh, what Baylor's got going on offensively. Um, under Jeff Grimes, they've been really, really good, so it should be really exciting to see what they can do uh, this season with a couple of new additions on the offensive side of the ball. Fast forward to another team that I'm really excited about this season. Uh, if you haven't been able to tell over the last few podcasts, Texas Tech is a team that I really like going into 2023. Now, I'm not sure that I'm going to make my favorite to win the Big 12, but they're kind of in that dark horse area that we've heard Kansas State be in the last few years. And uh, I, I really like where what Joey McGuire has done with Texas Tech. He brought in a couple of key guys uh, in the 2023 class. Jordan Sanford leads the way. He's a four-star safety out of Mansfield, Timberview. And uh, is a guy that we're going to get a look at as an early enrollee in the spring game. And uh, that, that's a, probably the biggest name. Um, you could also look at Brendan Jordan, who's also a safety. He's a four-star guy out of Mansfield. Uh, lots of lots of Texas guys on this roster, which is a good thing. Um, you want Texas guys playing out there in Lubbock, and it's really exciting. Somebody who's not a Texas guy, or at least wasn't uh, in his last stint, is DeAndre McRae, who played at Austin P last season. Austin PA, apologize. Um, McRae is originally from Tallahassee, Florida, and is a speedster. He may very well be one of the fastest players in the Big 12 this season. He's listed at 5'10", 170 pounds, and is a playmaker that um, Texas Tech will go to time and time again. And that playmaker is going to have the ball distributed to him by a quarterback. Now, we don't know who that quarterback is going to be at this point. Uh, Lots of fingers are pointing towards Tyler Shuck, but Baron Morton also has something to say about that starting job. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. you know, that's a situation that's very delicate. And uh, as The Athletic wrote a couple of weeks ago, this could be something that trans- that impacts the summer transfer portal market. Uh, depending on who wins that job, the, the loser may end up hitting the portal and somebody will have a, an immediate starting uh, quality quarterback on their hands unless Joey McGuire can find a way to keep them both on board. He needs to do that because having – Having two quarterbacks nowadays is is almost necessary, uh, considering what the transfer portal looks like and and what uh, how physical the game of football has become, especially with all of these mobile quarterbacks, uh, which Bayron Morton is is a very mobile guy. So, it'll be interesting to see how they they balance that delicate situation. But uh, make sure and catch that game at noon on ESPN Plus. Uh, West Virginia, 
Yes, I understand. Lots of Big 12 here. We're going to get into some of the other conferences in a bit, but the Big 12 likes to start things early. Uh, love that 11 o'clock window, apparently. Uh, third game here at noon on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I don't think there were many teams out there that were hit harder last season from the transfer portal than West Virginia. Uh, lots of guys headed out, and uh, certainly lots of guys coming in uh, in the new transfer class and in their new recruiting class from 2023. A couple of things to watch here. I'm really interested to see if we get a look at Nico Martial at this point. I know that Garrett Green is your incumbent starter, and he he led the uh, Mountaineers down the stretch to uh, a couple of good games, a couple of good wins over the Oklahoma schools. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what Nico Martial looks like and I think that he might be the future of West Virginia. That is, if he doesn't transfer, given that Neil Brown's probably in his last year uh, at the helm, unless he is able to turn things around in a big way. So that's one to watch, and and one that could be very interesting as far as quarterback battles are concerned. Let's jump over to the SEC. We're going to check out LSU at 1 o'clock. And these games are all uh, in central time uh, at 1 o'clock central time. This game's on ESPN Plus or SEC Plus. Uh, can Brian Kelly take the Tigers to the next level? That's what I'm watching for uh, in the spring game. They brought in perhaps the deepest transfer defensive back class in the country. They went out and got Denver Harris, Zy Alexander, J.K. Johnson, and Deuce Chestnut, uh, four guys that were starting caliber players at, at their previous schools, Denver Harris at Texas A&M. Um, excuse me, Zy Alexander, uh, Deuce Chestnut at, at Syracuse, and J.K. Johnson at Ohio State. Um, Zy Alexander's from southeastern Louisiana. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. Um, but these are big names in the transfer portal that were borderline five-star guys uh, coming to, to LSU. And, and LSU really needed to be a little bit better in the defensive secondary last year. And if they would have uh, if they would have been, they, they may very well have been a contender to get into the uh, into the, the playoff. But they lost a few too many games. I think that Brian Kelly's got them rolling. And that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, and those guys are, are definitely going to be seeing the rotation early and often next season, and this will be a first look to see them in, a, in an LSU Tiger uniform. So that'll be uh, really, really fun to watch. Nebraska. Now, Nebraska is on the Big Ten Network at 1 o'clock, and there aren't many places in the country that are going to have more changes um, come Saturday than Nebraska. There may be one more on this board, uh, but, but Nebraska's got a lot of things different in Lincoln under Matt Rule. Uh, seven SEC transfers, so he brought in guys from all over the country, but a lot of them out of the Southeast that are ready to play, ready to plug and play right now. Three guys from Georgia, three guys from Florida, uh, and a transfer from Texas A&M. And these are players that I'm really excited to see, most of which being Eric Gilbert, the former five-star tight end, listed at 6'5", 248, will be a huge playmaker for for the Cornhuskers this season. But perhaps the most underrated transfer in the country, and he's at least on the list, is quarterback Jeff Sims. 
Sims was at Georgia Tech last season and was incredible for for Georgia Tech considering um, how bad that team was overall. But I think that he is the kind of playmaker that is going to make a huge difference for Matt Rule in Lincoln and is somebody that you should definitely be paying attention to uh, if you like to follow the Cornhuskers or really just Big Ten football in general. Because if Jeff Sims can can do uh, what he is capable of and has the right tools around him, uh, their offense could be really, really good uh, in 2023. Uh, sneaky good team, somebody to watch, especially with how Matt Rule, uh, his track record of getting things turned around is is among the best in the country. So it should be a really, really fun one to watch. Uh, and having a guy like Jeff Sims uh, is going to be somebody that is going to draw attention for sure. Uh, next up, Notre Dame. They play at 1 o'clock, and this is on the Peacock app. The name here is pretty simple. It's Sam Hartman. Uh, Wake Forest transfer quarterback is going to be an absolute star at Notre Dame. Uh, he's got plenty of athletes around him, certainly an upgrade in, in NFL talent, um, no question, from, from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. And, and Hartman is a guy that, that comes in and, and brings lots and lots of pedigree to, to, to the fighting Irish. He's passed for almost 8,000 yards and 77 touchdowns over the last two seasons. Um, had a medical scare uh, at the beginning of last year, but, but we saw him overcome that and end up uh, back on the field and, and looked really, really good for Wake Forest in his time there. So, uh, really excited to see what he looks like at Notre Dame. And another transfer to watch with him uh, is four-star uh, wide receiver Caleb Smith out of Virginia Tech, who is going to be a big target for him at 6'3", 190 pounds. That's a guy that uh, we're probably going to see lots of connections with, uh, with Sam Hartman throughout the year. So another fun one to watch uh, is Notre Dame. Let's go Let's go west for a little while. Um, We've got Utah at 1 o'clock on the Pac-12 network. Cam Rising is back. I don't know that there is a bigger impact to his team as far as a returning quarterback in the nation than Cam Rising. I believe that this is a guy that is capable of carrying Utah to the Pac-12 championship again. And and um, Cam Rising was fantastic in their in their game, in their in the Rose Bowl, until he was injured, and I, I do think that he kind of gets he doesn't get enough credit for how good he has been at Utah. He's one of the most underrated players in America, and for him to come back for another season is a big deal. Uh, you know what you're going to get from him, so he, I don't know how much he's going to be in the in the spring game, but uh, Kyle Whittingham certainly happy to have him back, and and I'm glad that he's back for another year because I just love college football. Uh, Wisconsin at one o'clock on the Big Ten Network. This one is another one of those that there's going to be a lot of differences. We've gotten used to seeing um, Wisconsin run the football down people's throats for years and years. Um, they just they churn out high-level running backs. That's just what they do. They've done it, and uh, I don't know that that's going to be what we see out of them anymore because Luke Fickle comes in, and he completely changes the the roster makeup. He brought in 
four wide receivers from the transfer portal. He brought in two quarterbacks, one of which is Tanner Mordecai out of SMU, who's passed for 72 touchdowns and over 7,000 yards over the last two seasons. And it really looks like Wisconsin's about to have a complete change of thought process when it comes to offense. Their, their entire playbook is going to be different. And I think it's interesting because we don't see a whole lot of teams in the big, in the big 10 throw the ball all over the yard outside of Ohio state. And Ohio state obviously has a lot of success doing that. Um, so can Wisconsin change its identity from a run first team to a pass first team and be successful in doing so. I don't know the answer to that just yet, but it'll be really interesting to watch. Um, Nick Evers is a, is is the second quarterback. I believe he's probably more quarterback of the future um, because he sits behind former SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai there, but um, definitely some talent on offense uh, coming into Wisconsin, and, and uh, I think it'll be another fun one to watch. Lots of uh, lots of intriguing playmakers on that roster as well, so should be fun to see what things look like under Luke Fickle there in year one. The Alabama Crimson Tide are also uh, – I, t- I told you guys that there was a bunch of good games uh, on Saturday. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide come on at 2 o'clock on the SC- SEC uh, Plus Network or ESPN Plus, and this is the top uh, recruiting class in the country. They've got nine five-stars coming in, seven of which uh, will be available for the spring game as early enrollees. Caleb Downs. Number six overall player, number one safety in the country. Uh, he's going to be a day one difference maker. Caden Proctor uh, is a number nine overall player in the country in this and the 2023 class at offensive tackle. Justice Haynes at running back, number 24 overall player. Desmond Ricks, the number 25 overall player. James Smith, uh, defensive lineman, the number 26 overall player in the 2023 class. Uh, Qua Rasad, the number 34 overall player, and Jalen Hill, the number 38 overall player. Uh, all five-star guys that are being uh, brought onto this, this Alabama roster that's already chock full of talent. So it'll be really uh, intriguing to see which one of those guys comes in and, and the the indication of a good roster or perhaps there's no perhaps a great roster is the fact that Alabama only brought in two transfers. So there are guys on this roster that are going to uh, transfer out at some point, but there's not any question. Uh, Alabama doesn't bring in bad talent and uh, they've got guys all along the top of the rankings from last season uh, ready to just jump in and make a difference. Uh, one of which is not even key on Keeley, who's the number two overall player in the country and uh, is just, he, he isn't set to arrive until the summer. So uh, lots of, lots of talent in Alabama uh, for, for this year coming in. The biggest spring game of the year is in Boulder, Colorado. And that one's sold out. It is on ESPN at two o'clock and the primetime effect is in full display. You've got guys coming into Colorado of the likes that haven't been there in years. Uh, Cormani McLean, the top uh, defensive back in the country, 
from the 2023 class. Dylan Edwards, one of the top running backs in the class from last year. And obviously Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders come over as part of 28 transfers into uh, the Colorado um, roster that, that was just in a bad sorts before uh, Desmond, excuse me, before primetime showed up. And so we're going to see a lot of, of new names, new faces, but it'll be really, really exciting to see what, uh, what Deion Sanders can do it as a head coach. And, and we'll all get to watch it on live television because it's on ESPN, not ESPN plus it's on the big network. So that'll be a fun one to watch as well. And then finally, um, we're going to wrap things up here with the Oklahoma Sooners who play at two 30 on ESPN plus they have a trio of five stars on display. Uh, the Sooners do with Jackson Arnold, uh, at the top of the list, the number eight overall player in last year's class out of Denton Geyer, um, a quarterback that, that has folks in Norman feeling really good about things. Um, if something were to happen to their starter, Jackson Arnold is certainly a guy that could come in and, and take the reins and, and do just fine. Uh, PJ Adeboare, the number 11 overall player in the country uh, as an edge player an edge rusher for the Sooners is somebody that's making lots of noise in spring practice and somebody that the Sooners fans will absolutely get excited to watch rush the passer. And then uh, Denton Geyer safety, Peyton Bowen, who for about 30 seconds was uh, committed to the Oregon Ducks, ended up a Sooner and is another guy that's going to be a defensive playmaker for Oklahoma, uh, which has got to be music to Sooner fans uh, ears because they haven't had a whole lot of defensive playmakers over the last few years, considering how bad they've been on that side of the ball. Um, Rondell Bothroyd, Deshaun McCullough, and Austin Stogner are, are three names that uh, to watch in this one as, as guys that are new to the roster and should make immediate impacts and will be guys to watch in the spring game. Um, there's also Oregon State and Washington are both on the Pac-12 network at 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock and, and are two um, – Pac-12 teams to watch if you if you follow that conference. Um, they will also be playing their spring games tomorrow as well. Well, that about does it for us here. Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate you tuning into the podcast. And remember, if you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And send that screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com so you can get your free Heartland College Sports koozie. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.